Well, we've been on an interesting journey over the last few weeks as a church, and um, we should have some slides. Um, I, I, I'm conscious I need to prompt you, Chris. <laughs> um, we've been on an interesting journey, and um, one that we didn't expect to be on probably this time last month. We are um, in the process of attempting to purchase a building. Just to bring everybody up to speed and just to tell you what's going on. We um, really, since the start of this year, have been looking uh, for some bigger premises for our midweeks office space and the various compassion ministries that we run. And uh, currently we we rent sort of about a one and a half thousand square foot space and uh, we were looking for something between three to five thousand square feet. And so we have been searching high and low and um, looked at lots of different things, and uh, we really did think we'd found something uh, in a in a property uh, just off the Wellingborough Road, uh, quite close to the town centre. Uh, and in the midst of negotiating that and getting a good deal and just fig- trying to figure out how we would use that space, um, this other property got our attention. Click. Um, there you go. This other property got our attention. Uh, this is a slightly bigger property. It's about 12,000 square feet. Uh, the big difference with this property is it's for sale. It's not to let. And um, we hadn't really considered purchasing anything. Uh, we felt that that was a very grown-up thing to do. And uh, seeing as we're only 10 years old as a church, um, a crazy thing to do. Um, but this building, uh, if you know Northampton well, it's on the corner of Sheep Street and Ladies Lane. Um, it's historically, I'm told, was a social club, like a workmen's club, uh, and then became a community centre a few years ago, uh, and has been empty uh, for for a little while now. It's the only property to survive the Greyfriars demolition. Okay, so when they tore down the the mouth of hell, um, <laughs> and when they, um, you know. It's just reconfigured all that space. This building survived. And so um, we, um, I, when I told you about this three weeks ago, was it, I think, um, we, we really thought this building had already been sold. Someone, I, I'd gone to see it on a Wednesday. Someone had put a cash offer in by the Friday. And uh, as I said last week, I don't know what you prayed, um, but on the Tuesday after that, um, we had a call from the estate agent saying that um, the person who had made this offer, for personal reasons, had withdrawn their offer, and it was back on the market. And we, we like to think that God struck them by lightning um, uh, in the nicest possible way. Um, but obviously, this property is now back on the market. And so um, we took some of our leaders, some of the trustees, um, and some of the staff team just to go and look at this property um, about 10 days ago, and uh, we also asked you guys a question, and that was, um, you know, if we were to consider something like this, do you think, as a church, this is something we want to be behind, something we want to help make happen? And many of you came back to us and said, absolutely, we, we would love to do this. And so we kind of sensed that maybe this is the Lord, this is an opportunity uh, that we need to try and go for. And so... Um, we launched last Sunday um, this whole campaign to try and buy a home of our own. And so we're just seizing this opportunity. 
What I am conscious of is that this is moving quite quickly and quite rapidly. Normally when churches, like normal churches, do building projects, they they kind of have like about a year's lead up and they all get ready for that and um, people can get on board with the vision of that. And we're conscious that we are three weeks into this journey and probably need to make an offer on this property within the next week. And so that's kind of puts us in a little bit of a precarious position because we haven't really had all the opportunity to just share with you what we think this place could be and what this opportunity could be for us. And so I wanted to, we're going to do a couple of things. We kind of changed what we were going to talk about today. We're going to do a little bit of that at the end today. Um, But I wanted to, um, if you can indulge me, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about what, what we would like or hope for in having this property or having a property like this and um, what we think uh, God is saying to us. God's been speaking to us in a, some profound ways, particularly over this last week. So, um, so vision. Uh, the first thing is, is, is this, uh, click. And again. Um, this is more uh, than a Sunday venue. This is, um, you know, owning our own building as a church isn't so we can have a nice building, okay, and a nice place to meet in and we no longer need set up teams and tear down teams. It's, that isn't the reason. You don't go into debt for those reasons, okay. Um, we, we think this, this is a building that we want to see, um, actively used. It's a space that we want to maximise um, and that it isn't just about the few hours that we spend together as a whole church community, but it's about all the other things uh, that will happen uh, the rest of the time. Um, we, we've said we want it to be a place where the lights are on six days a week. Okay? Um, click. Uh, um, where the lights are on continuously. Um, not so we run in an electric bill, but because we believe this is a place uh, where we want to we want to see God's kingdom come. That where we want to see we want to be a light to our community. As I was thinking about this, I was I was reminded of um, Jesus's words in Matthew chapter five, where he says, "You're you're to be the light of the world, a city on a hill. You know, and you don't light something up and then hide it." But you put it on display so everybody can see. And that's what this is about. It's about us being a light on a hill. It's about us being a beacon of light in our community. And, and then the various activities that we do, the, the various compassion ministries that we have, we want to see functioning in this, in this place. We want it to be a vibrant hub of activity right in the heart of our town. And those of you who know Northampton's geography, we, we probably couldn't get much more central uh, than, than this building. Uh, we want this space to, to just facilitate the growth of um, our charitable arm, Restore Northampton. As many of you know, we run a, a charity alongside the church, which is really the umbrella for a number of our compassion-based ministries. And that started as a food bank, um, but it's so much more than that now. And that we want to kind of transition from simply being a handout to a hand up, and that we want to provide other services that that go beyond just meeting a need in crisis to offering people's opportunities for transformation. 
uh, to see lives transformed and, 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 and different things happen. And so we've got so many different dreams and, and possibilities which are just so limited by one and a half thousand square feet. And so we just think that this place would give us just brand new opportunities to give people a hand up. Uh, I mentioned a few weeks ago that in January we're, we're launching uh, the Restore Cook, uh, which is just an opportunity to, to come alongside some of the people that we're serving and just teach them basic cookery lessons and how to cook on a budget and just give them a sense of self-esteem. And, and, and so we're launching that regardless of this building. Uh, we're borrowing a kitchen. Um, but, you know, wouldn't it be great just to have a place where we can run that continuously for... The, the people that we that we serve the most, and so we've got all these programs and ideas that we think we can we can uh, utilise this building for, which we're excited about. The last thing is is we want this to be a kingdom tool and not a mausoleum. Um, we want this to be a tool for the kingdom. We want it to be a useful tool, and you know what? This building is useful as long as it's useful. Yeah, You know, over the years as a church, we've met in lots of different spaces. You know, we started off in a, a cafe, in a, on a mezzanine floor in a cinema. And um, that served us well for a season. And then we went to a, a small community centre. And then we ended up in a, an old converted shoe factory. And then we were at the university. Then we moved to a school. And then we moved to this school. And so... All those places have been useful tools in our journey. You know, and there have been places where you and I and lots of other people have experienced community here. They've worshipped God. They've encountered Jesus. And, 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 you know, we kind of become attached, don't we, to places because we, we attach our experiences to those different places and the environments that we've met in. But they've all been tools for the kingdom. They've all been opportunities for God's kingdom to be Extended, And, you know, when we think about this building, I don't want us to think about it in any other way that other than it's a tool for the next chapter. It's a tool for the next season. You know, and who knows what will come of it. We might, you know, in the next six, seven, eight years, we might outgrow it. Um, in the next five years, austerity might be over and the needs of the poor might be diminished. Wouldn't that be great? In the next five or six years, we could say, you know what? What God's doing here is amazing, but maybe we need to give this, this facility back to the community. I was always inspired by a church in Sunderland that they built this church right in the heart of a really poor neighbourhood. And I remember visiting and they had security fences and CCTV and you didn't unlock, you know, you didn't leave your car unlocked or anything like that because it would be broken into. But eventually that church did outgrow that building and, and they just gave it to the community. It became a, a sports facility for the community. What an amazing privilege that would be. So I'm just saying that this is a tool, okay? This isn't us just saying this is us and this is us forever, but this is a tool um, for, for, the next, for the next chapter. It might be that we outgrow it. It might be that we, we have to plant multiple congregations in this building. It might be that we have to challenge one or two people to go and plant 
what God has been doing here in another part of town. But whatever the outcome is, we, we want this to be a tool for the kingdom. That, that in, in purchasing this building, we're simply trying to be obedient and do what Jesus did. Jesus only ever did what he said he saw the Father doing. And, and that's what we want to do. We want to just do what we see the Father doing. So what's God been saying? Click. No. Let's do this first. Okay. Okay, so this is the building, okay? Can we go back one? Aha. Uh, so this is the building. I just thought I would show you. Um, we haven't had an architect go in, so this is just us dreaming how it might work. So if we click, uh, this section here is where the offices are. It's currently a three-bedroomed flat. Anybody who lived there, just, they need prayer. It's grim. Um, but uh, there is an avocado bathtub in there, if anybody wants it. Um, so this is the office space, and then if we can click again. Uh, here is uh, some storage areas that we could possibly use for food bank and different things. And then if we can click again. Uh, this is the first floor. There's currently three spaces there. One of them is a kitchen that we could decommission and turn into another room. So there's just some different spaces on the, um, on the, on the first floor. Um, we do promise to make the toilets nice, okay? Um, and then on the ground floor, this, it's a little bit hard to kind of gauge because this building basically goes underground. Um, but on the, the ground floor, um, again, there's a large auditorium space, uh, and then there's a, like a cafe space, and we'd like to put a kitchen, um, a purpose-built kitchen in there as well. And so um, all this is like subject to an architect saying, you can do that, no, you can't, okay? Um, but that's kind of what we're dreaming of. If you click again... We've also got our own Chinese takeaway uh, <laughs> next door. So, um, okay. So, what has God? What's God been saying? What's God said? About five years ago, um, some friends of ours, well, some friends of Pete and Onions, we we stole them. Um, uh, they they came and prayed for us and. Um, he had a word for us, and, and the word was that uh, God was going to give us a, a building. And at the time, five years ago, we were a much smaller church and, um, you know, had lots of ambition, but we were a much smaller church. So the idea of a building felt, felt kind of ridiculous. Um, but he, he said some specific things. He said it was going to be a building in a prominent location, uh, in a place where thousands of people uh, drive past every single day. And that actually this building was occupied, but God was preparing for us. And so, you know, you know what you do with words like that? You, you kind of just put them on the shelf, don't you? And you think, okay, God, I'll just wait. I'll wait to see what happens there. And then about, about 18 months ago, we had a, another friend through in, in the church. And some of you may remember, he, from the stage, he said exactly the same thing. I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, you just said the, the same thing. And, um, and, and, and so, you know, we just, again, just thought, okay, God, whatever you want to do, we'll just stay open to that. And then uh, earlier this year, we had our friend Robbie Dawkins with us. And um, in this room, Robbie had a word for Tammy and I. Uh, and he had this word about um, 
God moving us into a strategic place, that God was going to move us strategically and in such a way that we were to to think big and not small, to go big. I listened to his, this prophecy again the other day. And uh, he, he, the, the illustration that he used was of when Elijah gave the king some arrows. And he told, the, he told the king to strike the ground. And the number of times that he struck the ground, he would win in battle. And the king only struck the ground three times, didn't he? And, 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 and Elijah's like, well, why didn't you strike it four times, five times, six times? Why didn't you keep striking the ground? And there was just this sense that God was calling us to strike the ground. That, that we were to think strategically for, for this next season and just keep uh, striking the ground. And then we asked you guys, what do you feel God's saying? And just over and over again, a number of you have just said, you know, many different things. But what they come back to is, we think this is the Lord and we think we need to be obedient. So time and time again, that word of just be obedient. Just be obedient to what you feel the Lord is saying. And so uh, that, that's what we've attempted to do. Then last week, Tammy and I were away, um, uh, as well as as well as leading this church. We also helped to oversee a number of other vineyards in our area. We uh, last summer we became the East Midlands area pastors, whatever that means. Um, um, but all the area leaders in the vineyard, uh, we were basically um, invited up to Hothorpe. Hall, which is just near Market Harbour, and it was a very nice place to be, nice open bar, um, and we were we were invited with John and Debbie, our new national directors, and just an opportunity for them to share what they feel the Lord's saying to us as a movement, and just what the Lord's doing, and uh, it's really exciting time for us as a family of churches. Um, but they also invited a a guy from from the Glasgow Vineyard who is just a, a normal member of the church. He um, but he's got a little bit of a pro- prophetic gifting, and they, they just invited him to be there and just to minister to us as pastors and just for him to just say whatever he feels God is saying. And so um, on Tuesday we had a, a time of ministry as a uh, as part of what we were doing that evening, uh, and this guy. Um, he comes over to Tammy and I, and um, he says, "He says, I don't know, I don't know, but I think you might be trying to buy a building." And then he said, um, "The Lord says it's yours." Now this guy, I don't know. Um, he might have stolen my phone, uh, or he could have been hearing from God. And uh, he went on to say a whole bunch of other things, and um, I did check my phone then, just just in case, because they were scarily accurate. And um, um, but he said he said one thing which was really really puzzled me. He said, "You're a bit like uh, Saul when he goes looking for his father's donkey." And I was like, "What does he mean by that?" And and I didn't I didn't I really forgot about it, and I just felt the Lord remind me of that yesterday. And uh, if those of you who don't know the story, Saul sets out to find these donkeys and ends up being anointed as king. You know, that, that this whole, whole takes place in 1 Samuel. Um, and in that process, he meets the prophet Samuel. And the prophet Samuel invites, invites him to dinner, and he's a bit reluctant to go because he's in the wrong tribe and all that sort of thing. Um, 
But he, he goes, and this is what um, Samuel says to him, that he has, the, he has the cook bring out the meal to Saul, and he says this, here's what's been kept for you, eat, because it was set aside for you for this occasion. Here is what, what has been kept for you, eat, because it's been set aside for you for this occasion. And he kind of felt like we'd just come back to the beginning again. <laughs> you know, that all that the Lord has said, all that he has spoken, it come back to that moment. That God's got you something, and it's yours. It's yours at the right time. It's prepared, prepared for you at this, this time. And so we kind of feel that this is the Lord. I don't know if you agree. But we feel like there's some circumstantial evidence there. And we feel like the Lord has spoken prophetically. He's, he's spoken through different people in different seasons. He's, he's spoken to us through his word. And so we feel that we need to act. We feel like this is our opportunity. And I guess the question is, is how do we do that? And so we launched this giving campaign last week. If we click again... Um, this is, this is us just really kind of just dreaming of what it is we might feel the Lord want to do. Um, we really think we need to raise 180,000 in cash, cold, hard cash. Okay. Um, fairly quickly. We actually think we can do it in stages. Um, so just to give you a little update, if we can click again, uh, we've already had 80,000 this week. And so some of that is existing reserves. Some of that is um, promises that you've made on emails, and we've taken it as gospel. <laughs> and, and some of it is money that has come in uh, either online or into the bank account. But we've, it's actually 85,000 now, but um, it was 80 when I did these slides. Um, we, we need another, at least another 45,000 on top of that. Um, which will give us the amount of money needed to mortgage this property. Um, so we basically need to put down 25%. And then we need another 10,000 just to cover some of the legal realities of buying a property. We want to get some good architectural drawings done and different things like that. And then on top of that, which we need to keep doing um, in this process, is we need to raise at least another f- uh, 45,000 to... Um, just refurb and get the building ready uh, for us to move into. That's a scary amount of money, isn't it? It's, um, it's slightly terrifying. And, um, you know, um, I didn't think we'd get 80,000, <laughs> but um, we have. And, and, and so, you know, the, the opportunity is before us as a, as a community of people. There's an opportunity for us to to seize what we feel the Lord is saying. And, and so we're, we're kind of asking you as our church family and ourselves to just consider a couple of different things. And so first of all, we're, we're, we're asking people to consider, can you help us get that cash lump sum? Can you help us? And it might be that you can, um, if you can't give, you can loan. Um, but we, um, we, we do need to raise that lump sum at least the initial sort of 135,000 pound because obviously there's a, 
the reality of the mortgage and putting on putting down payments down and covering our legal costs and and, and different things like that. And so um, we're just asking people to prayerfully consider what the Lord would have them give, and and just prayerfully consider what what it is. What is it? How do I need to respond to this Lord with what you've given me? You see, it's not about equal amounts. It's about equal sacrifice. You know, it's not about whether someone can give X or, or Y, but it's about the, the sacrifice that we make, we make together. And so some of us can give large sums, some of us can give smaller sums. That really doesn't matter. But can we together uh, do this? And so that we need to do that fairly quickly. We would really like to get a surveyor into this property and make an offer um, fairly fairly soon. The other thing that we're asking people to consider is um, whether you consider pledging uh, and making a pledge over the next two to four years. And um, you, you, might, you might think I haven't got a lump sum of money, but I can, you know, over and above what I normally give, I could, I could probably give X for the next two to four years. And um, what that enables us to do over the long haul is it enables us to be debt-free. Because basically, um, the reality is, is if that we could get you know, about eighty to 100,000 in pledges for the next four years, at the end of that time, we would be mortgage-free. And so, some of us think we might think we can only give a little, but actually giving a little can go a long way over an extended period of time. And so, um, you know, as pledge, different pledges come in, you know, as we as we try and figure out what the Lord's doing and what we should do. Some of that will go towards the upkeep of this place, but also towards paying off the mortgage as quickly as we can. And the great thing about that is that if there's no mortgage, then there's a whole bunch of money that we can inject back into the things that we, we love to do as a church community. So does that make sense? Good. And so we have got some um, pledge forms um, this morning, and um, my lovely assistants <laughs> will hand them out. Um, and um, yeah, can you give them that now? That'd be great. Um, and so we've got some envelopes and some pledge forms. You can make a pledge, you can make a one-off gift. Um, you don't have to do it right now. You might want to go home and talk to your wife uh, or your husband. Um, you can hock your watch. You can sell your jewellery. Um, but if you can, if you can feel like, if you're here today and you think I can't, I can't make a gift right now, but I, I do plan to, then please do fill that out because um, it just helps us to, to plan and think about what might be coming in. You know, if you think, you know, I'd like to give X and I'd like to do it by this date, just put that on the form and uh, that will help us. In, in preparation for this. Is that okay? Okay, awkward asking for money moment is now over. <laughs> you know, in the um, midst of the excitement of potentially buying a building, what we don't want to do is neglect the needs that are around us now. And um, 
The reality is, you know, if we was to buy this building tomorrow, which we might do, you never know, um, if we was to buy this building tomorrow, um, there's still a journey, isn't there? You know, you don't buy a, you don't buy something one day and move in the next. And so the reality is we're still going to be here, we're still going to be meeting here, there's still different things that have to be done. And um, one of, so one of the areas we plan to speak about this morning, and I've kind of bumped a little bit, is the whole, the whole area of serving. And um, you see, the only, the only way things really happen here on a Sunday is by a bunch of people who give their time, their energy, and their resource to, to make it happen. Uh, that's, the, that's the only reason why so much happens here. And, and the reality is, um, in order for us to achieve everything we do here on a Sunday morning, we need somewhere in the region of 30 to 35 people every single week uh, to be serving in some capacity. And, um, and as we come to the end of a year and as we're entering into a new year, um, it's really just an opportunity for us to invite more of you to come and serve and um, to come and get involved. And uh, we operate on a, a fairly easy in, easy out kind of approach. And so um, we've got a number of areas of service that, that happen, which you're going to hear about in a second. Um, but basically, our, the, the thing that we ask is that can you give you know, uh, at least one hour of your time, at least once a month, 13 times a year. 13 times a year. That's, that's the kind of the minimum commitment. I think someone worked out that you spend more time brushing your teeth in a year than what we're asking you to do. Um, but essentially, you know, many of us have got gifts and talents and things that we feel God has called us to do. But at the same time, there are a whole bunch of things that take place in the life of church that just need doing. Uh, a bit like at home. I don't feel particularly gifted to put out the bins. But it's my job. Okay? Um, or sort out the recycling. I don't feel that that's my gift. But it, it is a job that needs doing. And, and there are a whole bunch of things that just take place here on a Sunday that you don't need to be that gifted for or feel that cool to do in order for them just to happen. And so we just want to invite as many people to to help us do that as we possibly can. And um, some of those things require getting up a little bit earlier. Some of those things require driving a van. Uh, some of those things, uh, you know, involve being hospitable, being friendly. Some of those things um, involve being nice to children, okay? Because they are an important part of our church community. But it's just, it's a part that we all can get to play. It's a part that we can all share in. So um, Tom uh, Tom has been doing some work for us uh, and just kind of trying to navigate the whole serving and making sure everybody knows how that happens. And so he's been busy writing some new job descriptions and uh, he's kind of positioned some people this morning to be to be a person for you to aim for if you want to sign up for an area ministry. So I'll let Tom tell you about those things. So these are all 
Some of these things are things you will see people doing on a Sunday morning. Some are not. They kind of happen in the background. Um, we promise fairies do not unload the equipment from the van. There is real people doing that. So there's a few just key areas this morning that we'd love you to consider um, giving some time to. So the first is um, catering. So the wonderful people who um, put out donuts and service tea and coffee um, every Sunday morning faithfully. Um, we're just looking for, for people who are willing to do that and be nice and, um, and, and, and that. So essentially you come, I think, around 9 o'clock uh, on a Sunday morning um, and just help set that up and make sure that the coffee is nice and hot when people arrive. So if you are happy to do that, the person to see is Esther um, over here. Maybe. Um, the next would then be um, the host team, which are, these are the guys who welcome you or maybe on the information point when you come in, but also people to to serve and just stand out in the car park really to help new people um, find the building because it's not the easiest building to navigate the first time you come. Um, but little things like helping people with push chairs and, and all those kind of things. There's all sorts of things that could be done with that space that we're, we're currently not doing because we haven't got... Um, the volunteers, and I know it's a miserable time of year to be stood in the car park, but Jesus will love you more if you do it. <laughs> um, so the person to the person to speak to for for the host team or the car parking is Rob, um, who's at the back. Um, the other area, another area, is is Vineyard Kids and Youth that happens on a Sunday morning. Um, we have an amazing kids and youth work with an amazing amount of, of children and young people. Uh, so therefore, we need an amazing amount of leaders to make it happen. So if you you don't need to feel particularly gifted with, in terms of helping or working with children, it's just people to, to make sure that they're, they're safe and they're kind of cared for. And, um, and Mike and Kate and a whole bunch of other people will help you if you feel particularly ungifted in the area. They'll help just put your, put your mind at, at rest about it. So um, Mike and Kate are the people to speak to about that. And Kate's just at the back um, and one that's not on here is the sound and media so the guys that make everything sound wonderful and look wonderful on the screen um, again their words to me this morning was you don't even need to feel like you want to do it if you don't hate doing it please consider it <laughs> so um, so again just go speak to the guys at the back about that um, and they'll be happy to again you don't need any particularly technical knowledge at this stage just to say you're interested they will train you and show you how to do it all um, what else have we got? Um, we are looking for people to help with particularly setting up and setting down of church, so unloading the van, putting everything out. Um, so if you've, that, that's like an early-ish one, that's a half past eight on a Sunday morning once a month. Um, if you feel you are able to do that, then great. It's not as heavy as it all looks. Um, it's all, most of it has wheels, so you can just push it, it's fine. Okay. Um, and then finally, we're looking for people to, to drive the van. Um, so if you are over 25 and you have a clean driving license, preferably, um, then please consider that. Basically requires going to a place called Access Storage in Sixfields, putting everything in the van, connecting the trailer, driving here, unloading it, and then taking it all back. Um, but again, we can, we'll happily give you all the instructions for that. But if, for the, in terms of logistics, if you could come speak to me, that would be really handy. Okay, so um, there's a number of things for you to consider this morning, uh, a number of things for you to do. And so um, what I'd like to do is if I can... Inv- is all the band back? 
Um, if I can invite the band back, we're going to worship a little bit more. And um, in our worship this morning, um, I just want to invite you to um, just consider what Jesus might be saying. How would he have you invest in his kingdom in this season? You know, uh, what would he have you give? And um, uh, and it's not about the amount, it's not about how big that is, but it's about what is he calling you to do. And, and, and so we would really love you to respond this morning, if you can. If you've given electronically and you'd like to let us know, fill in that pledge form too. Uh, what we will do, we'll be a proper Pentecostal church and we're going to send the offering round again. Um, if you've got a form that you want to put in this morning, you can put it in there. A number of you have already done that, I know. But um, uh, if you if you want to do that, you can as well this morning. So can I invite you to stand as well as um, responding? Yeah, as well as responding to um, the building project this morning. We also would encourage you to respond to Tom's plea. Uh, for help, and so do go and find those various people that he pointed out to you. They'll be able to give you a job description. Just take your name and uh, express your interest uh, this morning. Um, but we're going to worship. At the end of our worship today, we're also going to be um, praying uh, for somebody who's leaving us. Um, it's, it's not a bad thing. They're, they're moving to New Zealand, so you can all be jealous. So we're going to pray for Mary too and the children uh, before they leave. So um, let's worship and uh, respond to the Lord how we need to this morning. <laughs>